conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Sebenzile Nkambule on SAFM. 28 minutes to the top of the hour. Remember our question. Uh, the question of our talking point this morning was asking your thoughts to the extension of the Zimbabwean exemption permits as well as the Lesotho exemption permits. The minister, Dr. Aaron Motswaledi, yesterday announcing that uh, the extensions have been granted um, to about 178,000 um, holders of these permits uh, from Zimbabwe and just over 54,500 Lesotho nationals for two years. These permits uh, for both uh, these, these countries will expire on the 29th of November in 2025. You are sharing your views with us uh, through your WhatsApp voice notes on 082-692-3909. Also your messages here. Donald in Rustenburg says, Good morning, Sebenzile and the brilliant team behind the scenes. I think it's a good move by the minister to extend the ZEP, but as from the beginning, there was no need to terminate them, says Donald. And then my daughter says, Keep extending the work permits is not a wise thing at all, other than giving people permanent residency. That is a message there from, from my daughter. I believe we have a call from um, Ninja in Guazulu. Hi, Ninja. Good morning. Hey, ma'am. I'm uh, touched by this. Uh, the government hasn't got it right from, uh, from the start on many issues. You see, the thing is you must have tight, very tight border controls, and you must set the rules of how uh, these uh, uh, foreign nationals will come into the country and work. That mm. is uh, a point-based system. Australia has got this. Um, the UK has got this. They've had it for a long time. And you give them, say, a, p- a permit for two years. Uh, the UK does this to Australian Commonwealth uh, nationals. Uh, give them uh, uh, two years, and then they have to reapply because this country has got all sorts of problem inter alia uh, uh, unemployment. Mm. And this causes a lot of friction between the foreign nationals and the locals. You get this xenophobic um, attitude prevailing. And it's not good for the country. The, the people are, uh, the South African citizens are uh, going through a bad time, mm. you know, in, uh, with poverty. They can hardly uh, afford to buy. Food, and I think the uh, uh, Reserve Bank has put the interest rate up, and that's going to cause problems mm. because inflation is so high because of circumstances in the country with energy, what have you. Yeah, you know, and they have to set the rules straight, and it will help the foreign nationals. They'll know where they are uh, uh, regarding their status. Yeah, uh, you, you cannot, you cannot go on like this. You've got to set the rules. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you very much, uh, Ninja on the line from KZN, uh, for your call. I want to now just bring in Sharon um, Ekambaran, who is spokesperson for Migrant Rights Advocacy Group, Kopanong Africa. Um, Sharon, a very good morning to you, and I hope I didn't butcher your, your last name. Uh, <laughs> th- thank, you, thank you for joining us um, on, on SAFM this morning. What are your thoughts as, as Kopanong Africa, after the minister made that announcement yesterday? Is, 
is this in fact the the correct approach to this? A very different stance if you think about the last uh, um, you know couple couple of, of of months as well, and and the fight, the the, the litigation, Helen Susman Foundation taking them to to court and and so on, and, and the battles really with many saying, but hang on a second, how do you uh, you know put put an end to to these permits when uh, certainly one one of the big arguments uh, for for Zim permit holders was was around the the conditions back back in Zim and how do you then uproot people who uh, for several years now have set up base here um, and now suddenly you're saying well well time is up uh, you, you you need to head out morning and thank you for for having me um, yeah I think you know we need to go back to uh, November 2021 when the minister announced that just uh, overnight the cancellation of the at the time Zimbabwean exemption permit um, and while this announcement of course will be welcomed by the you know as you pointed out just over um, hundred thousand or maybe you know going on to three hundred thousand people who would be affected but it's just kicking the can down the road mm. because in 2025 they have uh, the they cannot uh, change their the permit from the ZDP. Many of them, as you correctly pointed out, came to our country. Many people from Zimbabwe, not them. I think we need to be thinking about these uses of words like your previous caller around they, these foreign nationals. That's language from apartheid and colonization. And we've got to be very you know, angry when people use those words against people who are incredibly vulnerable and they're human beings at the end of the day. And I think that, you know, at that time we said this is presenting people with a humanitarian disaster. And as you pointed out, people have been in our country for over a decade. They have lived their lives. They've built their homes. And they came, many of them, because they they continues to be human rights violations in Zimbabwe, atrocities that are being committed. And, and that's the problem that our South African government should be considering as part of SADC. What are we doing to address the problem in Zimbabwe that's causing people to flee? And I think that, that you know, the fact that this announcement comes now is against the backdrop that the court pronounced that this was this uh, cancellation of the ZSP in 2021 was done mm. without proper notice, without proper consultation, and there was no proper valid reasons for why the minister decided to close, uh, you know, cancel the permit. And we as South Africans should be concerned when a minister abuses his power in such a mm. way. Uh, because the, today it's against the Zimbabweans and the the people from, from Lesotho. And, and tomorrow it's going to be against, uh, you know, policy formulation like this is bodes very uh, badly for a democracy yeah. and for, for, for people living in this country. So, so the, I mean, from, from the department's side of things, their argument has always been that these permits were always meant to be temporary measures, right? And even just explained yesterday that this is, you know, the, the, the current version of the ZEPs, for example, is, is the third uh, version, if you will, because when the, when the period comes and they've extended it and, um, you know, in, in whatever form it existed previously, it then would have had to be, to be renewed. And then this is when we had the 
conversation about when when it in fact um, in, uh, expires. He also made the argument that uh, for, for for many many um, Zim nationals in, in particular, and, and of course for for any other um, national, they have options, um, other other um, options for how they can be in in the country, right? Whether they're studying or, or working or other means. I wonder whether uh, you know at what point is the conversation also taking place whether it is it is from kind of the country of, of, of origin around how how both countries, South Africa in this case and the country of origin, need to start having conversations um, about the impact of this. Because the argument from South Africans is we're also having a hard time. We can't get work. Um, often often um, nationals from elsewhere are preferred over us. So who's who's fighting our battle? So if, if I, you know, I think that argument needs to be challenged from evidence-based uh, information that exists on, uh, uh, you know, there's less than 2.2 million uh, international migrants in, in South Africa. And we have an unemployment crisis of 50% of young people who are unable to find work. And so you, it's not logical to think that uh, 2.2 million and not all of them are working in South Africa are taking away jobs of and and so the unemployment crisis is a consequence of a uh, f- failed economic policy of this government of outsourcing of privatization that has led to a bloodbath of unemployment where people cannot get their jobs back so let's look at the industries let's look at the private sector mm. that is shedding jobs uh, and there's no thought about what that is doing to uh, our country our economy to the people of south africa uh, I would just mention the mining industry, which benefited unfairly from apartheid and racism and made excessive profits. And today they're not being held to account in terms of the, the number of jobs that are being shared and what contribution and role they're playing in transforming our country. So mm. we can blame very vulnerable people. And there's no statistics, there's no research that is point, making this argument, uh, demonstrating that they are the cause of our problems of <laughs> power outages, of crisis of water. Let's let's bring it all onto the table. Then can we blame the foreign nationals for for all of that? So I think that if we are going into elections in 2024, we need to think very deeply about what is why are we having problems in our country? What's mm. the source? Is it a failure of implementation of policies? Is it the very policies? that are, there's a problem with, or is it just, uh, you know, 200, 2 million people um, who uh, eke out an existence and livelihood um, in, in the informal sector? And, and again, research shows that 80% of jobs in the informal sector are owned by South Africans. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my response. As, as a parting shot, then, then Sharon, because often you know what, as as your argument, you know, as a response to to, to the arguments that, that I put forward, that that data suggests something else, but lived experience, right? When people feel vulnerable in communities and yes. and, and they're saying, well, you're different from me, um, you know, you speak a, diff- a different language, so you must be the enemy. So how do we translate, uh, you know, some some of the, these issues that that you've raised? That if anything, we should all be on the same side. Because we, That's you know, right. we, we're in this mess together. How do we begin to to change society to start seeing it in that way? Well, I think that that framing comes from scapegoating migrants, from politicians who recklessly make arguments 
about uh, foreign nationals and and we should learn from our past and i think you know the the cornerstone of our constitution is respect for human dignity of all human dignity and that comes from how we were stripped of dignity as black people by the apartheid state so that's my first point but i think you're you're making an excellent point if we united as a people and held our government to account to say why don't we have a universal income grant that would and a significant uh, income grant not 350 rand but 3000 rand 3500 rand that gets paid from a wealth tax that mm. the private sector has to contribute understanding that it's in the interest of all of us to uh, address the unlivable inequality in our country inequality that is informed by race and class still inherited from our past so that that would be the way that we go forward rather than the violence and blaming yeah. and it's not going to solve the problem Sharon, thank you for your time with us this morning. Sharon Cameron, spokesperson for Migrant Rights Advocacy Group Kopanong Africa. Let's hear from you.